In today's show, we're going to be discussing the Bitcoin price tapping $17,000 as analysts warn of inbound Bitcoin risk events. That's right. And quoting Charles Edwards, we're seeing the third highest Bitcoin miner selling of all time. This level of Bitcoin miner a stress today is seconded by only two other occasions. The two other times, Bitcoin was just $290 and get this, $2.10. Also in today's show, breaking news, Brazil passes law to legalize crypto as a payment method. That's right. The law was approved by the Chamber of Deputies of Brazil, but still requires the approval of the executive branch to be enacted. Also in today's show, bankruptcy court told FTX and Alameda they owe BlockFi a billion dollars, but it gets a little more complicated. While BlockFi has attempted to separate itself from FTX and Alameda in its bankruptcy proceedings, it has many financial ties still to the firm Ohm by Sam Bankman-Fried. Also in today's show, more breaking news. The European Central Bank blasts Bitcoin and the Twitter community responds and claps back. I'll be breaking this down for you as the FUD continues. Also in today's show, Ethereum Prime for an imminent move that can dictate its performance for the next year, says top crypto analyst Justin Bennett, quoting him here. This multi-year pattern, which I'll be sharing with you, will likely determine whether Ethereum outperforms or underperforms Bitcoin next year in 2023. Also in today's show, veteran investor Mark Mobius expects the Bitcoin price to fall to $10,000 after the recent FTX collapse. However, he says crypto is here to stay and there are several investors who still have faith in it. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. I want to welcome everyone tuning in to today's episode of Crypto News Alerts, podcast episode number 1119. I'm your host, JV, and today is November 30th, 2022. That's right. It's the final day of the month, so it'll be interesting to see where the Bitcoin price closes out for the month, checking out the overall crypto market. We're going to see Ethereum surging over 5% for the day, now trading just under $1,300. We also have Matic up 6%, trading just under $0.88. Bitcoin up 3% for the day, trading just under $17,000, which we touched upon just yesterday. And Binance Coin, one of the only top cryptos actually correcting and in the red and checking out Coin Market Cap. Dot com. We can see the current crypto market cap sitting at $851 billion with $45 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Current Bitcoin dominance is 38% with the Ether dominance at 18.2%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours. We have GMX leading the pack up 13.5%, trading above 46 bucks, followed by Phantom up 10%, trading just under 24 cents, followed by Zcash up 7%, trading at $42.78. Below that, we have Quant and Near Protocol. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week, we can see the alts have got some nice gains, which are long overdue after massive collapse thanks to the FTX 
debacle. We have FTM up 33%, Link up 15.8%, HT up about 34%, and Doge up 29%. And checking out one of my favorite indicators, Crypto Greed and Fear Index, shows we are currently rated a 29 in fear. Yesterday was a 26, last week a 22 in extreme fear, and last month a 31 in fear. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding the short-term price action for the King Crypto? Let me know in the comments below and where do you feel we're likely to close this month of November. But without further ado, let's dive right into today's Bitcoin technical analysis as Bitcoin returned to 17,000 into November 30th as the monthly close. Volatility loomed, as you can see here in the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart. Data from Cointelegraph Markets Point Trading View showed Bitcoin following traders' predictions to sweep higher levels before consolidating. Highs of $17,072 appeared on Bitstamp with the pair nonetheless unable to flip the highs to support. And at the time of this recording, as you can see, we have Bitcoin currently trading. Let's take a quick look at 16000 $800. Let's go. 17000 marks a key range for the bulls to reclaim. And until this happens, the status quo remains. Quoting uh, analyst sheds, Bitcoin bulls want to hold 16800 as the first counter trend. Back below would represent a minor up thrust. And hours away from the monthly candle close, markets expected volatility to kick in with losses following the November 27th weekly close already erased. Quoting Credible Crypto, looking for a monthly close back above 17500 which were the June lows for the most bullish possible outcome here. also like to point out that it's Credible Crypto who is predicting a $150,000 Bitcoin price next year in 2023. Send it. Let's freaking go. And at this time, we can see Bitcoin down 17.5% for the month of November, according to the latest data from Coinglass. Now let's discuss the Bitcoin price risk events stacking up. The macro picture remains stable on the day with Asia stocks seeing another day of strength ahead of the November 30th Wall Street Open. Hong Kong's Hang Seng was up 2.2% and the Shanghai Composite Index managing to recoup initial losses and analyzing the prospects for December, trading firm QCP Capital outlined several risk events for Bitcoin hodlers to take note of. These came in the form of the United States CPI data on December 13th, just a couple of weeks away. This coinciding with the United States lawmakers' initial hearing on the FTX debacle the day after the Federal Reserve's Federal Open Market Committee, the FOMC, is due to outline inflation expectations and policy, quoting QCP here. Thus, we believe that while more on, off, or one-off shocks might not be so forthcoming in a market filled with fear, a continued deflation of the crypto market will continue well into next year as many are forced to continually sell assets to raise liquidity. And they also shared in their newsletter, this will likely only end in late Q2, Q3, next year when the real economy gets badly hit from the 4.75% overnight rate and the Fed is then forced to pivot, releasing much needed liquidity, which could then find its way into the crypto markets once again. So there you have it. And quoting Charles Edwards of Capriolet Investments, as he points out here, we're seeing the third highest Bitcoin miner selling of all time. The level of Bitcoin miner stress today is seconded by only two other occasions. The other two, which you can see here, was when Bitcoin was trading at $290 and when Bitcoin was trading all the way back in the day in 2011 at $2.10. Deja vu. Let's freaking go. So there you have it. I want to welcome everyone just tuning in to today's live show. And now I have more breaking news to share with you. So let's dive right in to Brazil. 
has not made Bitcoin legal tender as El Salvador did last year. The South American nation passed a law that legalizes crypto payments throughout the country. That's right. The Chamber of Deputies of Brazil, a federal legislative body, has passed a regulatory framework that legalizes the use of cryptos as a payment within the country. And while this makes significant progress for crypto within Brazil, the law still requires the signature of the president of Brazil for it to be enacted. Do you think we're likely to get that signature of the president in Brazil. Let me know, as that's what we're relying on. The passing of the bill does not make cryptos legal tender within the country, like in El Salvador. However, the bill will include digital currencies and air mileage programs and the definition of payment methods that are under the supervision of the country's central bank. And after being passed into law, the government's executive branch must decide which office will be in charge of supervision and still tokens that will be Considered securities will remain under the jurisdiction of the Brazilian SEC. And apart from designating crypto as a payment method, the law enables the creation of licenses for crypto exchange platforms and for custody and management of crypto by third parties. And in addition to this, the law will require exchanges to make a clear distinction between company and user funds to avoid another incident like the FTX collapse. Now, back in June, a similar proposal was issued to allow Brazilians to use crypto as a means of payment to protect their private keys from being taken by the courts. The proposal aims to make crypto assets a mean of exchange and an instrument of access to goods, services, and investments. Meanwhile, while the FTX collapse has impacted many sectors within the crypto space, it will not affect everyday crypto use for Brazilian Brazilians, according to Tiago Cesar, the CEO of the Transfero Group, which is closely tied to the Brazilian crypto ecosystem. So there you have it. Let's freaking go, Brazil. That's pretty actually exciting and pretty good news, to say the least, which takes us to our next story of the day. But before we dive into this FTX saga and see what's happening with the latest regarding Sam Bankman-Fried, as well as Alameda, FTX, as well as BlockFi, uh, I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to everyone again just tuning in to the live show and just say how much I greatly appreciate everyone's continued support. As you can see, I just got the fresh cut, so I'm feeling fresh. And yeah, so let's now dive into our next story of the day and discuss what's popping with the latest saga for uh, FTX and break it down, shall we? A lawyer for BlockFi told the first day hearing of his bankruptcy proceedings that the crypto lender or lender has 355 million stuck, unfortunately, on FTX and that the collapsed exchange sister company Alameda Research has defaulted on a $680 million loan. Now, BlockFi filed 15 motions on November 28th that were approved by the court in the first hearing on November 29th, including the redaction of personal details of its 50 largest creditors and the appointment of Kroll Restructuring Administration, as it claims, as the noticing agent. Uh, now, check this out. The same firm chosen by FTX for its Chapter 11 bankruptcy case. Interesting, right? It, in a message emailed to worried clients, BlockFi noted that the approved motions allow it to continue its core operations during the restructuring process and also to continue to pay its employees and independent contractors. BlockFi estimates that its wages bill is around $5.8 million per month and that it owed around $1.5 million in wages when it filed the motion on November 28th. Now, the message 
the client said BlockFi Singular Focus throughout the proceedings is maximizing value for its clients as well as other stakeholders. And according to a November 29th CNBC report, BlockFi's attorney, Joshua Sussberg, also added in a hearing that BlockFi plans to reopen withdrawals to customers at an unspecified time. And he was optimistic that the firm will be able to salvage the business after the restructuring, which is quite interesting. They're saying that Ultimately, the investors of the platform will receive their money. Even Bankman Freed was recently interviewed, I believe just yesterday, by um, like a blogger. And he also said that his main goal is to make investors whole and that he believes he can do that. I believe nothing the man says, but nonetheless, that's some good news for those who have their crypto stuck on the exchange. But we'll see how it plays out. Now, while FTX and Alameda owe BlockFi around a billion dollars, good Lord, the state of financial obligations is made more complicated by the 400 million line of credit extended to BlockFi by FTX US on July 1st. If you remember, uh, FTX bailed them out. And according to BlockFi, which cited the FTX collapse as the reason for its woes, it still owes $275 million to FTX US in a deal that it claims was agreed to by 89% of its shareholders. Now, the funds were provided to BlockFi after it was caught up in the contagion caused by the collapse of Terra Stablecoin on May 10th. BlockFi revealed that the loan is set to mature June 30th, 2027 and has an interest rate of 5%. And additionally, on November 28th, BlockFi sued a holding company at Bankman Freed's called Emergent Fidelity Technologies seeking collateral that Emergent had pledged to pay on November 9th, which includes shares in the online brokerage Robinhood. The next hearing is set to be held on January 9th, and in this uh, chart, you can see the key events in BlockFi's history, breaking everything down, including the FTX filing, the bankruptcy, yada, yada, yada. Now, what are your thoughts surrounding this happening? Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. Now, obviously... This straight up sucks for anyone who kept crypto on those platforms as BlockFi would have just fell apart when all the other cryptos earlier in the year fell apart due to the Luna collapse. However, that's when FTX bailed them out. And unfortunately, as a part of the deal, from what I understand, uh, BlockFi was forced to move all of the customer funds from the platform to the FTX platform, which filed bankruptcy, screwing over BlockFi, hence why there is now a billion-dollar lawsuit with BlockFi versus FTX. How this will likely play out, I have no clue. All I know is this. At a time like this, do not keep any of your crypto on the exchanges, but protect it in cold storage or forever hold your peace as times of uncertainty like this and all this distress in the market causes so much fear. And when there's so much fear and uncertainty in the market and there's so much FUD being pumped by the powers that be, that's when we have uh, severe crypto winters like we're experiencing right now. But with that being shared, now let's discuss the next breaking story of the day, which is the European Central Bank FUD, which has got the crypto uh, community reacting harshly. Uh, to say the least. Check this out. In the light of the recent FTS collapse and liquidity scandal, regulators in the European Union have joined other global lawmakers in a push for more clear guidelines and regulations on cryptos. There's absolutely zero guidelines right now. Everything is like not clear thanks to the uh, SEC and Gary Gensler. Now, the European Central Bank, ECB, released a blog post titled Bitcoin's Last Stand on November 30th, which summarized the financial career of Bitcoin amid the current price fluctuations. 
However, instead of outlining the entire picture, which would include both ups and downs of the crypto's lifespan thus far, it only portrayed its shortcomings, which is not alarming whatsoever coming from the ECB, as Bitcoin is the ECB killer. Just stating the obvious. Now, written by Allwright and Jordan, the director general and advisor of the ECB, the piece says the digital currency is on the road to irrelevance. Oh, yeah, sure. Bitcoin's becoming irrelevant. Sure, buddy. It also claimed that Bitcoin is hardly used for legal transactions. Another uh, fat lie. And that the regulatory attention is currently receiving from the lawmakers around the world can be misunderstood as approval. Additionally, it warned banks on interacting with the digital currency as it could taint their reputation. No, I think JP Morgan tainted their own reputation, uh, freezing Kanye West's assets. Just saying. Now on Twitter, the organization tweeted that any price stabilization Bitcoin may incur will be artificially induced as the FUD organization shares here better known as the European Central Bank, the apparent stabilization of Bitcoin's value is likely to be an artificially induced last gasp before the crypto asset embarks on the road to irrelevance. Hashtag the ECB blog looks at where Bitcoin stands and widespread volatility in the crypto markets. This is laughable to say the least. So that's why the crypto slander is being retaliated on crypto Twitter. The tweet from the ECB alone received hundreds of responses with the crypto community fact-checking the claims in the article and highlighting the background of his authors. One commenter tweeted on the background of Bincel and pointed out a potential conflict of interest as he has penned various articles on central bank digital currencies and their use cases, which is not surprising whatsoever. As uh, he points out here, I will just leave it there so everybody knows about the conflict of interest. So obviously they are pro uh, uh, central bank digital currencies as they are central bank. Now, another user said that while they tried to read it with an open mind, the paper's claims of Bitcoin not being used for legal transactions and rather illicit activity were outdated, which they are. As Fat Man points out here, I clicked on this article with an open mind, willing to have my mind changed, but it opens with a provable lie. The vast majority of Bitcoin usage is for legal spending, for profit, speculation, and gambling, not illegal transactions. It's not 2012 anymore. This is a joke. That's right, because they actually did the math on illicit activities on Bitcoin, and it's something like 1% or less than a percent, which is practically nothing. And to the contrary, how many illicit activities are purchased using the crappy United States dollar? How many prostitutes and, uh, you know, people are touching your money, which is insane. So yeah, the dollar is used heavily in illicit uh, activity, just like, for example, FTX, $10 billion in illicit use. They were fraudulently, uh, you know, laundering money, uh, sending it to like the Ukraine, Zelensky, Democrats. It's a scandal to say the least, but the true illicit spending is coming from the United States dollar and not Bitcoin. That's how we can recognize this is nothing more than FUD. Now, in a similar vein, the decreased value of the euro was also drawn as a comparison in many responses from the community. Meanwhile, digital exchanges continue to spread across the European Union with Bitpanda recently obtaining a crypto license in Germany and Gemini getting the green light in both Italy and Greece. Italy and Greece, that's what's up. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding the FUD of the ECB and the central banks around the world? I think it's completely irrelevant. There's nothing new here, nothing new under the sun. They're going to continue bashing Bitcoin and propping up their crappy CBDCs because Bitcoin represents freedom for humanity. CBDCs represent the enslavement of humanity, and it's very unfortunate, but the central banks want us 
enslaved. That, my friend, is a fact. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comments below. With that being shared, now let's dive into some Ethereum technical analysis. As some analysts are saying that Ether is likely to outpace Bitcoin in 2023, and some analysts are saying the complete opposite. So let's break this down, shall we? A closely followed crypto strategist says that Ethereum is gearing up for a big move, which could dictate whether it outperforms the King Crypto next year. Justin Bennett tells us 111,000 Twitter followers that the ETH slash Bitcoin pair is about to make a decision soon as it approaches the endpoint of a symmetrical triangle pattern. Quoting him here, this multi-year pattern will likely determine whether Ethereum outperforms or underperforms Bitcoin in 2023. Let me know which which you expect to happen. Now, looking at Bitcoin, Bennett says the King Crypto appears short-term bullish after Bitcoin took out its diagonal resistance on the lower time frame. As he shares here, a lot of upside for Bitcoin if it can crack this level. I am just waiting to see what we get here. So there you have it. And at this time, we have Bitcoin switching hands at around 16,800, effectively above Bennett's key resistance area, which is a good indicator. And based on the analysts' chart, the next resistance areas for the King Crypto are 16,975 and $18,100. The crypto strategist is also keeping an eye on Binance Coin, the utility token of crypto exchange Binance. Bennett warns that BNB is now trading below its four-year diagonal support, suggesting that the altcoin could be setting up for a corrective move, quoting him here, BNB has broken its 2018 trend line as outlined here in this chart. So there you have it. Let me know if you are short-term bullish or bearish on Ethereum, the leading smart contract platform. Let me know in the comments right down below. And what is the likelihood, in your honest opinion, that ETH will continue to outpace Bitcoin in 2023 as it has have has in the previous bull cycles. Let me know in the comments right down below. With that being shared, now let's discuss the moment we have all been waiting for, and that is this very low bottom price prediction. But right now, while we're in this bear market, we've already hit a low of 15,500. So what's another 10,000 lower to go from here, as many analysts have been calling for. So let's break this down, shall we? The founder of Mobius Capital Partners, Mark Mobius, shared his latest Bitcoin price prediction in an interview with Bloomberg on Monday. Prior to starting his own company, Mobius spent more than three decades at Franklin Templeton Investments. He previously served as the executive chairman of Templeton Emerging Markets Group, where he managed more than $50 billion in emerging market portfolios. The veteran investor said that his next target for Bitcoin is $10,000, noting that cryptocurrencies are too dangerous for him to invest his own cash or his clients' monies in, as, yeah, that's what he literally said. And despite the collapse of the crypto exchange FTX and subsequent market sell-offs, here's what he emphasized. Crypto is here to stay, as there are several investors who still have faith in it. I'd say there's a lot more than several, wouldn't you? It is a amazing how Bitcoin prices have held up. You can say that again. This was not the first time that the former Franklin Templeton executive mentioned 10,000 as his target for Bitcoin. So do keep that in mind. Back in May, he advised investors against buying the dip, cautioning that the market still had some way to fall, which I covered here on the show. So he was actually legit in the fact he called 10,000 before this massive fallout of FTX. And now that FTX has collapsed, it seems likely that we are likely to go down near this target area. Now, in November of last year, he said that people should not look at cryptos as a means of invest, but as a means to speculate 
and have fun. Now, Mobius is not alone in expecting the price of Bitcoin to drop to 10K. Double Line Capital CEO Jeffrey Gunlock, a.k.a. The Bond King said back in June, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Bitcoin went to $10,000. Also, Gold Bug and the biggest Bitcoin troll on the planet, Peter Schiff, said that this month Bitcoin still had a long way to fall and he valued Bitcoin at $10,000. And moreover, a recent Bloomberg Pulse survey showed the majority of nearly a 1,000 investors who responded expect the Bitcoin price to drop to $10,000. Meanwhile, some people are still very optimistic about the price of Bitcoin, including venture capitalist Tim Draper, for example, said earlier this month that he expects the king crypto to hit his target of $250,000 per coin by mid-2023. So there, you freaking have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Mobius's $10,000 price floor as well. What's your thoughts with Tim Draper's quarter million dollar price prediction for next year in 2023 while we're potentially still in this crypto winter? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. Also like to point out there are a lot of, you know, different expectations from different analysts. Nobody at the end of the day knows where the price floor will be. So anything is expected. So I say, uh, just be prepared for anything to happen. And if Bitcoin hits a new low, what's your strategy? Be prepared now. If Bitcoin starts to climb up, also be prepared as well. Either way, so you know, no surprises at the end of the day. Expect the unexpected. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.